Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining me again for another Woman to Woman. I am your host, Antricia Bray Smith, author, educator, and public speaker. I am the voice for those who suffer in silence. It is indeed a blessing to be here with you today, as today we have a special guest host, Miss Nancy Mello. Hi, good afternoon. How are you doing? All right, guys. Today, our topic is living with special gifts. Living with special gifts. We're on our living series. Uh, last episode, we talked about living with limitations. And special gifts are no different than limitations or abilities as we see it. But first, let me give Nancy an opportunity to introduce herself to you today. So my name is Nancy Mello. I am a psychic, clairvoyant, medium, and animal communicator. That means that I can connect with your Aunt Pat that passed when you were five, but also connect with your dog Rufus that you love so much and tragically passed at 10. Not only that, I work with lost pets and getting lost pets home. I work with women in business on the clairvoyant side and honoring your own gifts. I work with relationships. So I kind of am the Jane of all trades in my own way as far as having special gifts. Absolutely. And, and when you sit there and you're talking about that, you know, this is something that we really don't bring to the table. Having special gifts, sometimes we usually try to hide that or we think that there's something wrong with us. So uh, tell me, how did, or, or no, I just really want to know, when did you recognize you had that special gift and how has it impacted your life up until this point? I mean, you know, I, I, I always knew I was different. I grew up on a farm in Northern California. My dad is 100% Portuguese, so... I am 50% Portuguese, but my dad's very traditional. I grew up in a Catholic household. And I, we had, we just had each other on this agriculture farm, but I remember playing with people that I could not actually see. And I had my imaginary friends because I was so lonely. And I would tell my, my mom, I would say, mom, I'm going to be playing with my imaginary friend. And my mom would say, that's okay, Nancy. Nice. That's nice. And then I would go out and we, uh, we had pigs. My brother raised pigs for 4-H. And I remember I would go out and just cuddle with them. And I just seemed to have this understanding that they knew I needed comfort. They knew I needed a friend. They, they would greet me and I would just cuddle with them. And we would, being on a farm in Northern California, we would get animals dropped off. Uh, kind of, we, we lived about two miles from the nearest road. 
and uh, country road and my mom would say mm-hmm. animals always knew how to find me and they would they seemed to just come to us so i was very connected with animals however when i was about six years old it was the first time um my grandmother had passed and it was the first time i recall actually remembering someone that had passed over speak to me and my grandmother was playing with these uh things called omegles something in the 80s they were like kind of building tubes and i was playing with them and i said you know i wonder what grandma would say about them and all of a sudden in my head i heard all you remember about me is those damn omegles and so six-year-old me seven-year-old me walked up to my mom and i said mom Grandma just told me about the damn Omegles. And my mom looked at me and said, okay. And shortly after that, I actually started to go on medication. Uh, Looking back and speaking to uh, reputable people in mental health field now, that was probably not the best uh, idea in the 80s to put an eight-year-old girl on medication. But I was, I, uh, I was not only put on medication and they played with it throughout uh, my, my childhood and young adult until I was 18, until I went off to college and could say no more. I remember when I was 16 writing in my journal, I know that there's not actually people around me. They're not real. And I heard literally, we are real. And I wrote it down in my journal. And so, of course, I would tell my counselor because I had people around me that I thought I could trust. So I would tell my counselor and teachers around me. And I was put on more medication. I was hospitalized twice in a mental institution. That's actually where I got my first kiss. I was just sitting there and looking back, a boy violated me by coming in. But of course, that was, that's what happened. Uh, you know, I, I, it was about when I, when I was a teenager, I realized that this was actually happening to me, but I also knew that my family thought I was, my mom would tell me that I could create anything in my mind, that, that the mind was very powerful. And of course, my, my Portuguese side, my dad's side, you know, I, I, the nuns thought I was cursed. The nuns told other kids around me that I was evil and that I was going to hell. So the nuns really turned their back on me. The church turned their back on me. And so I, I was, I was just put on every time I would tell someone that I was hearing something or I would actually open up to someone, I was put on more medication. So it wasn't the ideal childhood. Uh, In between that, I suffered from lots of different kinds of abuse and just horrific, horrific things that a, a young girl should not go through. And I think that I was preyed upon because I was the weird one. I was in a small town and I was the weird one. And so I had, unfortunately, I was put in situations that predators preyed on me. And then of course, because I was the girl that knew things that really didn't see things, I wasn't believed. So for, for instance, I was, I, 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 I was abused and I told a babysitter and it didn't happen because again, I was the girl that told stories. So in between that, I, I was suicidal. Uh, my last attempt and what kind of brought me to coming forward was a couple of years ago, I'm an active duty military spouse. My husband proudly serves. He's actually about to go out soon and serve for a couple more years on our carrier. Uh, I, I was living a lie. And about this time of year, I went to go kill myself. 
and I was, I was done. I was so full of depression and anxiety because I couldn't make anyone happy. I couldn't make my family happy. I couldn't, I, I just, I wasn't happy. And I was so anxious all the time. I never throughout my life, I couldn't get rid of the anxiety and medication didn't solve it. Medication quieted it, but I still felt people. It, it's, I still felt it. I still knew, but I knew that it wasn't acceptable to talk about it because when I was, I was going to hell. I was evil. I was all these horrible things. So I got dressed in my favorite pair of pajamas, dinosaur pajamas with Santa hats on them. And I went to go throw myself in front of a train. I said, this is it. And it was about 20 degrees out. And I remember sitting in the car with the car off and just screaming into thin air. Why, why me? Why, why, why do I have this gift? No one accepts me. You know, I'm, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have support. I have, I, why, why am I given this gift? And about that time in those moments, I realized I had a choice. And I, I knew it, it just became very clear to me. I either could go throw myself in front of a train, which was the plan, or I could come forward with my gifts, but I could no longer be silent, no matter who it hurt, because I was living a lie. And I went back home. It was about one o'clock in the morning. I hadn't taken my phone and I walked in the door and my husband was waiting for me. And he said, we need to get you some help. And I said, yes. And I called my counselor and we were scheduling actually me to go into another facility. And in the middle of the night, a few nights later, still waiting to get into this program, I just had a revelation that what could someone like me need? What someone who suffered from depression need? And I realized I just needed someone that knew something more to tell me some, everything was gonna be okay, that they knew something. If, if someone could just answer one question for me, I would feel better. And I realized that I was the person I was looking for. So I got up, I researched the cheapest website to create. I created a website. And by the time my husband got up at six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and he walks in and I say, I've created a website and I'm going to do this. And he just looked at me and said, okay. And he turned around and walked away, <laughs> but that was the start of it. And I've been doing readings almost about two years now and my depression and anxiety, it's, it's almost completely gone away, but it, there's been a lot of growth still and there have been definitely periods of self-doubt and you know but i feel free absolutely i think that's what i needed though i had to get to that point and i i think god meant for me to get to that point not to actually go through with anything but to just say i can't live an untruth any longer. I have to live my truth, even if it isn't the status quo, even if it doesn't fit with someone's perception of what normal is, I have to. And if I can help one person with my abilities, because I, that's another thing I was like, well, why, why do I have this ability? Why? I've been through so much crap in my life. I've been through so much different abuse. I've, I have, I'm, I'm on my second marriage. I, I mean, Oh my gosh, like I am, I am so far from perfection. And I've realized in the last couple of years, that's why, because I don't judge anyone because I've done a bunch of crap. I've, you know, I've, I've 
I've kissed a lot of boys. I've kissed a couple of girls too. Like I've done a lot of stuff that it, it's okay. It's, it's okay. But I think that if I had been any different, if I had gone down any other path, I wouldn't be as empathetic towards, towards people. So yeah, that, that's how it, that's really my depression story in a nut how, nut, nutshell, nut how, because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to the nut So yeah, that's, that's really it is, is, is from depression and just denying myself, like Shakespeare says, to thy own self be true. I be, that was that Shakespeare? I believe it was. Who are you asking? <laughs> and then I don't know. <laughs> never get into Shakespeare honestly Shakespeare was not my forte I was, I was more interested in, in kissing boys in high school yeah. than Shakespeare, so. uh, but Nancy as you're sitting here and you sharing uh some pieces of your story it mirrors a lot of my story as well you know only just hearing what you're saying it's given me kind of an insight of what I experienced as a little girl. My, my imaginary friend was a mop, <laughs> mopsy lopsy, and I remember it so well. And I think I talked about it in, in one of the pages of my book. Just having those dreams, mine generally came in dreams, uh, stepping into a whole nother world that I really didn't understand as a child, but as I grew older, understanding that I too have a gift, but instead of expressing or, or, or saying to the world, I have this gift, my gift would show up in conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, how did you know that? Or how could you give that, um, I guess, religious people, we call it prophecy. Mm -hmm. I don't see it any different. Either you know things, you see things, you experience things, you have that special gift, or you don't. And you can call it what you want. Mm -hmm. And I, too, was that crazy girl. <laughs> I, too, was that one that was strange. I knew I was different. Mm -hmm. uh, my family wasn't much on uh, mental health. so. You know, had they been, I'd have probably been in a couple uh, institutions and on medication and things like that as well. But I can see you going through uh, the abuse. I can see you going through trying to really figure out what's wrong with me, questioning uh, where do I fit in and experiencing uh, just trying to find a place that you belong, trying to find a place to where you can be and not judged. Yeah. Feel free to just be you. And if you're different, understanding that being different is what makes us who we are, and it is okay to be who we are. And I applaud you for having the strength to even being willing to take the mask off. People every day who think we have our stuff together, who haven't been through as much as you've been through in your life up until this point, we wear masks every day, whether we know it or not. We're, we're so busy trying to appeal to the other woman. We're so busy trying to appeal and appease to our family that we don't even know who we are. Yeah. We haven't even tapped into our gifts. We haven't even tapped into our purpose in life. And so I applaud you for after all you've been through, overcoming all those obstacles and having uh, just the 
enough strength and enough power to say, you know, enough is enough. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence that you chose not the suicide route. Been there, done that. When we have purpose, and I believe if for no other time our purpose serves for such a time as we're living in now, mm -hmm. we're destined for this. Mm -hmm. And our destiny cannot be fulfilled if we had a, uh, maybe followed through with those acts mm -hmm. from times past. So. Um, what does a day in the life of Nancy look like? It's, it's, uh, so I have two children, one in spirit, two living children, or I should say three children, one in spirit. So I have two children that are distance learning. So it involves me being a mom, making sure they are set on distance learning. My son is uh, in kindergarten. So I'm, I am also his kindergarten teacher. And then once his work is done, then my begins as far as reading. So I'll have readings in the afternoon and I am doing, I am answering emails. I'm doing anything from working with a lost pet client to helping someone with their job, helping someone with relationships or just, you know, even just responding on social media. And then somewhere in there, I'm speaking with my spouse while he's still home and uh, we are somehow trying to figure out dinner. But a lot of it is really trying to navigate right now, distance learning, COVID and working and trying to, trying to honor my gift and trying to help others while also trying to help my family. And then at the same time, trying to find some time to help myself. I make sure to try and get outside every single day. And if I can't get outside because it's too cold, we live in New England, going and, and just walking downstairs, doing something active to kind of honor that part. If I have a quick break between readings, you'll see me try and go for a quick run. Whatever I can do to kind of break free of that kind of intense empathy and just kind of free myself. But, you know, it just depends. You know, you never know. I have two cats and two dogs. You might be hearing my dogs. So who knows the chaos that's going to ensue in my house at any given time. But I love it and I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I'm really grateful. I, I had no idea that anyone was ever going to even talk to me. I never, I hadn't, I, I didn't plan. Obviously, I, I had no idea that I was going to have my own podcast and, and, and be speaking to people all over the world. And it just, honestly, about once a week, I step back and go, what the heck? How in the world am I here? I just found a lost cat, helped find a lost cat in Switzerland a couple days ago. And I'm talking to people in countries that I've only seen on a map. And it's just, for me, it's, it's, it's just quite insane. Cause here I am, this girl, little girl from Northern California that just wanted to be loved and wanted to feel safe and comforted. And here I am talking to people and speaking to people from all walks of life and, and talking to people that have passed on from all different walks of life, which is just remarkable to me. And I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so grateful, except maybe my husband not deploying. That's, that's the only thing I would change right now. But beyond that, I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm very grateful to be right where I am and being allowed to help people. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, good that we understand that no matter where life takes us, when you're living it and living it true to yourself, when you're living it true to your purpose, and 
just knowing and understanding that you matter regardless of whatever your gifts are, no matter how unique you think that your circumstances are, I think it makes everything, it, it just kind of gives us a different outlook on life. I don't believe that I've been as happy and as fulfilled as I am now, even with all the added pressures, even with all the loss, even with all the lack of emotional support and things of like that, that, that goes on in a pandemic. <laughs> I don't believe that I could say that I would be as fulfilled as I am, even with everything that I'm lacking. I am fulfilled because I feel like I'm in my purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is my season, this is my time, and no matter how unique my situation is, no matter how unique the gifts are, regardless if you use your gift one way and I'm using mine another, now our voices matter. We have to be the voice for, say, that woman out there that's listening who has all these experiences and maybe up until this point, she hasn't got a revelation of what that looks like. Maybe she's uh, downed herself or, or, or maybe she's still sitting in that place of silence that uh, she, she doesn't understand. No one's ever understood her. And, and maybe it's the medication talking, maybe it's the drink talking, regardless of what that looks like. Maybe she's distracted with the kids. Maybe she's distracted with trying to put on this image and, and wear this mask so that people don't see the real her. What do you tell that woman? That it's okay. <laughs> that it's okay. You know, as a military spouse of 12, 13 years, I've lost track. I, I know all too well that mask of, especially when my husband was on a boat, is you got to have it all together. You got to look strong for your kids. You are, you need to look strong for everyone else. You cannot show that you are a mess. And then you go on social media and everyone is posting cute pictures of their kids and all the fun stuff that they're doing in quarantine. And, and even the friendships I had during that time, and this is for me, speaking for me personally, I don't know if they were that deep because no one actually knew me. It was the very few friends that knew that I had a gift that I felt that I felt safe enough with to let down everything. And even then it wasn't that often. But since I've kind of let down my own hair, so to speak, I have found the people that like me for truly me and, and the friends that I have developed. A lot of clients actually have become friends just because when you spend an hour with someone and you share your deepest, darkest fears and you're talking to loved ones and you're working through things, at the end of it, I, you're going to come out feeling closer to the person that you're working through it with. And I tell people if they're nervous, I say, I'm the friend. I'm just think of me as a friend you haven't met yet because you really, you do grow closer. But I would tell that woman or that gentleman to just let down, let down your hair, take off that mask. And it's going to feel so scary and unfamiliar. And you're going to want to crawl back in the first time someone criticizes you. The first time someone told me that I was going to hell, the first time someone cre uh, quoted uh, uh, one of the uh, new, the old Testament about that. I was um, an abomination. Uh, the first time someone did that, I just wanted to say, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. But that wouldn't have solved anything. Running away, 
and hiding never solved anything. It just makes it more painful for you. Absolutely. So just let go because there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing is serving you. It doesn't serve you to have on a mask or several. It doesn't serve you. There's, and the wonderful thing about media now is there is someone out there for everyone. Everybody. I, I was recently talking with a friend not too long ago, and I, I happen to have OCD when it comes to thoughts. So I don't do it with actions necessarily, but thoughts. I'll think of something repetitively. And I happen to mention this, like a friend, I said, well, you know, I have a thing with the number fives. I have to end on a five. And she said, oh my God, me too. And so we started sharing this. And now when we talk sometimes, she'll say five, five. <laughs> but it's just, you know, something is odd or as is, is different as just having a number fixation, which, which I happen to have. And someone out there has it too. And that just makes me so happy that in this world that you can find people that really embrace you, no, no matter how off, off the normal course or normal that people think you are, there is someone out there that gets it that gets what it's like to have a fixation with a song or that loves the Beatles so much that they wish they want to go to every place they ever went or maybe has a really interesting fascination with Antarctica or somewhere and you know there's someone out there that gets it but you can't find that person until you let let it go until you let yourself be free and that's one thing I didn't understand I used to even my husband I was the serious one serious so serious all the time and it wasn't until i really let myself go and be free that i realized i'm really really pretty funny and quirky but i didn't know i didn't i didn't know that i was funny but i i wasn't allowing myself to be free because i was so concerned with okay this is this is what a military wife is supposed to look like this is what a mom is supposed to look like this is what this is what i'm supposed to do these are my roles this is what i'm supposed to play and i realized I don't need to play that. I, I don't need to do anything that doesn't make me feel better. And when I let that stuff go, I somehow I found a sense of humor <laughs> and I didn't know I had. And it's just, it's really remarkable the different parts of your personality that will come out that you had no idea existed when you allow yourself to be free. Oh yeah. Well, I think, uh, Nancy, you know, like I know when you come from a place to where everyone you trust or thought that you should be able to trust violates you, I think that that exterior becomes our defense. It becomes our way of protecting ourselves in a sense. And so we don't know who we are. And it's not until we break free that we really understand, hey, there's a human in here and, and she's worth uh, being free, she's worth being appreciated, and I can accept her just as she is. And so, Nancy, I, I've come across your podcast, and, and as a matter of fact, we're both uh, part of the Transform You Media Network, and so I occasionally on Friday nights run across your lives, and I've listened in and saw you at your best, crushing the game of psychic readings. And so uh, 
I'm, I'm honored that you're here with me today. So for someone who is listening that may not understand exactly what it is that you do, maybe up until this point, they didn't even realize that psychic or real people just like you and I, <laughs> how can they connect with you? How can they uh, view your platform? Now that we have a little backstory, um, how can we connect? How can we uh, follow you? So first of all, I want to know what show were you watching and what was I saying? Because it <laughs> might not have been my favorite part. What 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 did you actually catch? I, I want to know. Uh, I've caught several of your uh, uh, Friday Night Lives. And, and, and the last one I caught, I thought you were live, but you wasn't. It was the <laughs> replay when you took the day off. But I, I, I've seen you answer uh, questions for people who uh, were wanting to know if they were going to conceive. I, I've seen you interact with people uh, and celebrate them when you've helped find animals. I, I've also sit and listened in on uh, people asking you about their relationships. You know, people that are, I guess, lonely in a sense is the, the kind of impression that I get. And they're wanting these relationships to work when really, you know, what they're doing is doing themselves a disservice even by being involved. And, and I can relate to a lot of those things, you know, not really appreciating who we are, low self-esteem, but just wanting to fit in and wanting to belong somewhere. And I see the honesty and the way that you're able to share insight with them and do it in a way that is non-judgmental, that I don't believe that it's hurtful, but putting it in a way that they can understand, but still gives them a little bit of dignity. And then I also like the way that if it's too personable, that you uh, invite them to meet yeah. with you off camera. Yeah. And so- yeah. um, I, I would never, that's the thing is I never, I, first of all, I try not to use last names. I, I try to, sometimes I'll, I'll use initials, but yeah, like I, the thing is, is I've been there. I think we've all been there and it's, there's some hesitancy in, in asking a question, but you just need that reassurance. Like me, when I was going through that serious depression, I just needed someone to tell me it was going to be okay, or I needed permission to leave that relationship. And ironically enough, this is my second marriage. My first marriage, actually, it was a psychic that told me that I could leave my first marriage that said, you're going to get divorced. And I said, no, 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 no. I think you have it wrong. And they said, well, they said, maybe I do but I think you're not facing it. And it just hit me in the face. Cause I, cause I had, I had been in denial. So I've been there on the other side as well. Uh, so I, I appreciate your compliment. I, I honestly, and we were talking about this off air. I, I just kind of talk like no one's watching. <laughs> and I, you know, and I just, I, I say during every podcast, if, if you're not laughing with me, if we're not laughing during the show, then, then I'm not doing something right because you have to laugh. Uh, last, this past Friday, there was someone on um, named Jesus and he was on the side and I'm seeing in the comments, he was on the side, you know, seeing comments come in and I'm answering another question. There's a question for me and I just look over and Jesus said something like, if you feel me calling, if you feel a calling to talk to me, please, please say something. And I said, 
hold on a minute. I stopped my answer and I said, hold on a minute. Jesus is calling me. Wait, I do feel a calling Jesus. I do. Wait a minute. And I completely got off track, but I just, this, this person named Jesus was calling. And I said, well, no, Jesus, I'm calling you. <laughs> and it was just that you have to laugh at something like that. Somehow how people put things. And I'm just like, you know, they said, well, you know, can you see my spirit when they're asking me to touch with their spirit guidance? Well, I, I, no, I can't see your spirit. Like, why would I? I know I can't see like, are, are, am I supposed to be seeing your spirit? But you just, you have to, I mean, yes, I'm a psychic. I'm a medium. I'm a clairvoyant. Yes, we get that. But I'm going to laugh at it because it's funny because it's, if you don't really understand and, and, and all psychics are a little bit different. We all see things differently and hear things differently and it's awesome. So, but I, you just have to laugh at it. So I do have a free show on Friday nights. It's called Live Psychic Readings with Nancy. It's on at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. You can ask me questions on Twitch, on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. And then it's also in the podcast form. So if you want to go, go on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and hit up Live Psychic Readings with Nancy. Check out a show. Tell me what you think, please. I, I always love feedback. You know, I, I try and just go with it. And if I don't know something, I tell you, I'm never afraid to say I don't know. So that's my podcast. It's also, uh, excuse me, produced by Transform You Network. You can reach me on my website at nancymello.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y mellow.com. On Instagram, where you can also find the podcast and where I share cute cat photos is instagram.com forward slash nancy.mello m-e-l-o-o dot psychic dot medium and on instagram or sorry excuse me at facebook at facebook.com forward slash nancy mellow psychic medium and i'm on tiktok where i i post funny dance videos at nancy.mello so super easy to get a hold of me oh yeah i love when i'm waiting for a client i have been known to dance to spice girls and <laughs> i i you know and vogue and vogue is a favorite of mine you know you just kind of get in the mood oh yeah i'm i'm all about but that's the thing is before i used to not show that side of me i love to dance i remember someone told me you look white because of how you dance and i said well Good news is I identify as white. So I'm, I'm, you know, and, but I used to be offended. Well, I'm Portuguese. I'm, I'm 50% Portuguese. And then, you know, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, like, okay, so I'm white. Okay. That's the color of my skin. I can still get down, you know? I don't know the color of my skin, but I. You know what? Zeus doesn't know the color of my skin on the dance floor. You know, like I'm going to get down. I, I love it. My, my husband rolls his eye, by the way, but I compare my dancing seriously in all seriousness. I, if you've ever seen Seinfeld and you see how Elaine dances on Seinfeld, that's how I dance. So I say like people are scared of me when they say, ooh, you're psychic medium, ooh. And I said, no, the scariest thing you will see about me is my dance moves. If you're okay with watching Elaine on Seinfeld dance, then you'll be okay with me. Cause seriously, I, but I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I love it because you gotta do what honors you. And if the mood strikes you to dance, then dance. That, you know, that's, that's, that's what I've really learned in the last couple of years is we are so afraid of showing who we are because we are so afraid of judgment. And what I've learned is people are going to judge you anyway. Absolutely. I, you know, I get people every show, you're going to hell. You are not supposed to be speaking like this unless you're speaking in tongues. Guess what? I've done that too. It's I, all tongue. We speak in tongue now. <laughs> tongue is nothing but a language. <laughs> Go to 
church. I, I, I have, I've written a blog about how I have seen Jesus in a garden. There's no, there's no question about what side I'm on, but people are going to say stuff anyway. So why not be who you want to be? Absolutely. Another law is going to judge you anyway, whoever you want. And the, I, the, the most ironic thing I've found through all of this discovery so I had zero friends in high school. I was completely judged. I was laughed at. People would put stickers on my, my seat and I would sit down and I would sit on. Horrible. The most surprising thing of this journey has been people from high school have started contacting me, following me, doing readings. And I'm just like, what, you, you think I'm cool now? Like, wait, <laughs> what, what? Like, wait, wait a minute. Now I'm becoming cool enough? And they're, they're super nice. Everyone that's contacted me has been wonderful, but it's such a like, if I could see 16 year old me could see this, I wouldn't believe it that people are like, yeah, Nancy from high school. No one yeah. liked me in high school. And yet here I am. So, and, and I'm not saying like, go Nancy. I'm just saying that you have nothing to lose and that you surprise yourself by who actually starts, starts cheering in your corner. Absolutely. You start kind of honoring yourself. And I think for so long, I, you know, I put my shoulders, you know, down and I put my foot in my foot in a book, my, my face in a book, <laughs> my foot in a book too. That would be cool. But, you know, I was so afraid of what people were going to think of me. And it turns out it doesn't freaking matter. Absolutely. I, you know, I, my husband is stuck with me. He knows that. And I know that too. We actually had a conversation about that the other night. <laughs> and I realized I can't get rid of him. Like I love him. I can't get rid of him. I've tried. I'm like, how much more wackadoodle do I need to get? Like, I, 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 you know, he met me and I was this professional and I was having a job and da, 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 da. And then he marries me and I'm like, yeah, so I can talk to your grandfather. And yeah, he's an engineer and he's a submariner. He's like this, you know, intellectual guy. But somehow he's still with me. And I'm like, what else do I have to do? So, yeah, that's a... Uh, that's that's pretty much my story and you just have to laugh at it you just have to laugh at what what's going on absolutely guys so uh if you're just tuning in this is the woman the woman podcast with Trisha bray smith we have our special guest host here today with us today in the studio miss nancy Mello. it has indeed been a pleasure to have you hosting the show with me today. Uh, look in the description, guys, for a reinforcement on where you can find Nancy and how you can follow her on her media uh, pages and platform as well. Nonetheless, I appreciate you taking time to drop by the Woman and Woman podcast. Today, I am your host and Trisha Bray Smith, author, educator, and public speaker. Until next time. Thank you for dropping by the Woman to Woman podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please like and subscribe to the podcast and connect with me on my link tree at linktree slash Antricia Bray Smith. Again, that's linktree slash Antricia Bray Smith.